Hi, Chris Dwayne here. Welcome to I Wish I Knew, a disrupted TV podcast where insightful and reflective educators talk about a situation where they found themselves saying, boy, I wish I knew. Today, we're talking with Lavana Roth, speaker from Tampa, Florida. As you know, this is a show where educators share a time when they jumped into something and wished there was one thing they could have known that would have helped out. Lavana, what story do you want to share with us today? Thank you, Chris, first of all. Um, you know, I think I, oh, there's so many things I could say here, but I'm going to go with, I wish I knew how the brain worked and how it learned. Oh, okay. Yeah, and behind that, all of what comes with that human that has that brain. Okay. So, did you ask me a question or did you? No, I was just going to say, I wonder how that, how, you know, how did that come up? What, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I heard you take a breath, so I wasn't sure. Um, so, I was getting, you know, recognition as a teacher, and I knew things would work with certain students, and some things didn't work, and I couldn't figure out why. And when I took school, we didn't have to take a class on how the brain learns. And I often ask that in my talks, like how many of you took a class on how the brain learns? And out of a hundred people, like maybe four or five hands will go up. And I'm talking undergrad, right? And then when I say, if you're we're in psychology, put your hands down. And almost every hand, if not all hands go down. And one of the things I realized is once I started attending neuroscience conferences and really digging into how the brain learns, which is what led to my books, was all about finally understanding why certain things clicked in the classroom and why certain things didn't. And so I really wish that I had known more about neuroscience and that's why I'm on a mission to help other edu stars understand that with, you know, it's ever changing, but understanding that, which has also led to the path of understanding social emotional learning and how super, super important it is. If we want kids to learn, we've got to teach the brain, but in order to teach the brain, it has to be in a state of learning. Right. Which Okay. Now, how did you said you were in the classroom when you started to fall across this, trip across it, try to unravel it? Yes, yes. I was. I was teaching and had an opportunity to go to a conference on how the brain learns, and I went. And I remember sitting there going, How come we as educators don't learn this? Oh my gosh, we all need to know this because we all teach the brain, yet, very few of us actually get classes on how it works. Hmm. And what did you come up with? What was your learning? What was your takeaway out of your beginning when you first had this revelation? What was the first takeaway you had? It was how, you know, for example, homework. I was very good at giving homework because I knew that, you know, they had to practice and practice makes so-called perfect. And mm -hmm. so I would, I would do these lessons and I'd be like, okay, go home and do this. And a lot of times it was projects, but many times too, especially when I taught math, it was, do these 20 problems on this page and very old school do odd or even and that was about it and what i learned is that they were home practicing this incorrectly oftentimes they didn't have the guidance at home to help them and so when when one neuron communicates to another neuron that's called synapse and the more you have that same message go across the stronger that connection becomes mm -hmm. so what i realized is every time i was having students do that they were doing a problem incorrect 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 over and over at home and then when they came back they had done it incorrectly which means i now have to undo that thinking which repetition locked it in but i have to undo that thinking and now do it reteach it in a correct way which took more time and i had to hope that the way i taught them was more powerful than the way they had done it incorrectly right 
That's a, uh, that is, you know, it's funny, I'm a special ed teacher, and one of the things I work very hard on is saying the same thing the same way every time I'm giving specifically a math lesson because they need, as you say, those synapses to receive the same message over and over and over in order for them to be able to, I say, hear it when you're not there so they can hear me saying, she said this, this, and this. And I find that to be one of the things that helps my students because I teach fifth grade right now. And they're, you know, if they go home and get instruction, as you well know, we all know, they get instruction that's different than us. They say, oh no, my mom told me, or my dad told me, you know, and then there's that discussion. And how do you discuss with a fifth grader that, well, that's not really how I want you to do it, but you know, you kind of roll along with it. So I'm guessing that's where you started out. Where has it taken you? You talked about how it brought you to social emotional learning. How can you take us through that journey? Yeah, so I really got into the neuroscience. I eventually ended up having eight books out based upon how the brain learns and strategies to support teachers. I was presenting internationally with neuroscientists and psychologists and loving it. But what I was discovering was that when I worked back with schools doing multiple days, I would come back and they had been so pumped up about the brain. And then I would say, okay, so talk to me about where you are now. And I would discover that there were the strategies they loved they weren't even trying. Like, and I, so I asked them, I said, why, why, you know, what stopped you from doing this? What was your challenge to not actually implement it? And they're like, you know, it's just easy to get back into the old ways mm-hmm. and go back to what we know. And I was like, okay, I can completely understand that. But if you really don't want to beat your head against the wall as a teacher with teaching the same thing over and over and over, let's, let's take a step further. But the more I, I started talking with teachers and getting back into the classroom and working with students, and again, learning even another level of the brain, I learned you know, so much that when the amygdala is on alert, that no learning occurs. Mm-hmm. And that when you are in a high state of emotion, that you can't be in a thinking state. And the stories after stories after stories, I was at a school today and just listening, I had high school kids talking to me about what they have been through to elementary kids that are dealing with so much outside and yet we expect them to walk in when they're dealing with a parent not returning home, some kind of abuse, whether there are drugs involved, you know, I don't even know where my next food is coming from if I will even get a meal and these kids are coming on such high alert and lack of trust in some cases with adults, yet we expect them to sit there and take a lesson and learn it and it's not that they can't do it, but are we taking that time to allow them to realize you are now at school, you are safe, you're in a trusting environment, we care about you, we're gonna hold you accountable for consequences and choices that you make, but at the same time, we love you and are here to support you entirely. And the school I was at today visiting, it was just, that's exactly the kind of culture it was. And these kids were saying how they weren't they weren't successful at their own school, their own homeschool. And when they came to the school, you know, they tried to do the old tricks and realized that nope, they were being held accountable and it wasn't gonna be acceptable, but they had unbelievable care. And that's what they kept saying is, our teachers here care, they care. Right. It's funny, um, when I first did my student teaching, um, I did my student teaching in downtown Patterson, New Jersey. Now this was many years ago, but um, it was very different than the environment in which I grew up as a child. And what I learned was similar to what you learned is these kids come to school having fought so many emotional battles 
before they even get through the door that if you can't or if I couldn't diffuse that, you know, reroute him or her, you know, reassure him or her that it was going to, you know, this is a good place. We're going to do good things. Like you said, you're safe. This is going to be an okay day and get them to decompress as I would say we could make no progress because I was there doing one-on-one teaching for reading or one-on-one teaching for math Um, so the very first piece was that relationship piece that lets them know that it's okay to take a breath and say okay okay I can you know I can put that out the door I can put it aside and now I am ready to you know meet you where we need to be Um, it sounds very much very similar to what you experienced Uh, and I totally can relate to that experience because it was an eye-opener for me as a a college junior and senior to have to figure out wow these kids come with such you know baggage yes yes and what I've discovered through all the speaking I've done is that it's not just the students, it's the teachers right now, the administrators, and they are feeling it and they're coming in feeling defeated and haven't done enough and will I, can I do enough and I have this yet to do and they're exhausted, exhausted. So giving them an opportunity to decompress and that's one of the biggest things I ask EduStars to do is take time for you because you're in a path, a career path that will take every second if you let it because it's a passion and you care. But you also have to draw the line in the sand to take care of you and decompress for you as well. Right, right. Well, Lamana, I have to tell you how much I really appreciated you spending this time with us today. And I, I think the takeaway from this is, is very clear that we need to take care of us. You know, we need to take care of us, give ourselves time to, again, decompress, be kind to us, ourselves. Um, not put ourselves in that pressure cooker that we tend to do because all we see are deadlines, you know, deadlines for this and deadlines for that. So I think that that is such a great takeaway. Would you agree? I do, I do, because we also have to take care of our brains as well. (laughs) Right, all right. Well, we've been talking with Lavana Roth today and Lavana, I wanna thank you so much for taking time to spend with us today. Chris, thank you so much. It's my privilege. Oh, my pleasure as well. Uh, We hope that you'll all join us again when we talk about I Wish I Knew.